Welcome to the Sheer Lights Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined remotely by Lou Huff, Harriet Russell and Becky Hull. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. We're recording this on Tuesday morning post Easter bank holidays. How was everyone's weekends? Good. Thank you. It was so nice to be kind of, although we're working from home, it was nice to just feel like you're doing something different and a bit sort of despite being home you're just enjoying the sunshine I mean the weather was incredible it was nice to just be with family and it still felt like that kind of real Easter vibe holiday it, it did feel like Easter didn't it despite everything. it really did yeah Lou what did you get up to yeah it was really really lovely I mean the weather was just incredible I feel like every Easter though we are blessed with good weather. I was looking back mm. at pictures of last year and we, we did an Easter egg hunt in someone's garden, but we unfortunately don't have a garden. And it was literally, I feel like I should have just switched off social media for the weekend because all I saw was people having barbecues and sunbathing oh. in their own gardens and doing Easter egg hunts and doing incredible like tablescaping and I just felt really envious to not have a garden so yeah mm. if ever there was a time to have a garden it's during isolation isn't it Harriet how was your weekend yeah fine pretty much the same to be honest I think ever since we went into lockdown there's been a lot of pressure to be super productive and do all of these things around the house like clean your wardrobes out or just clean all of your appliances or what have you and I genuinely haven't had that much time to do any of those things because we've been lucky we've been able to work and obviously with all the zooming and trying to keep mm. in contact with friends and family and stuff that there just hasn't been that much time so I actually felt for once like these four days offered a bit of a chance to get into some of that stuff so yeah it was so nice. what were you doing we, what were you cleaning and sorting I tackled my wardrobe for the first time in about probably at least six months but it might be longer and I did use Alison Bornstein's method Charlotte already oh, knows how obsessed, yeah, how obsessed nice. I am with her oh, what's this? Um, that's a feature that we ran with the stylist Alison I discovered it through YouTube first and she has done this video with Violette who we've also got a feature with and she just has a really different approach I think to looking at your wardrobe it's so easy to just say oh open the doors and go through it and whatever you don't wear throw away blah blah but the way she breaks it down I think makes it really clear that that's just not enough and she gives you a really easy step-by-step -step method to fully evaluate all of your clothes and why they might not be being worn now but why that doesn't necessarily mean you should throw them away which obviously in you know the age of covid is is even more relevant I suppose Agreed. Good. Productive weekends all round? Not really. Actually, no, no, you had a productive weekend. You painted. <laughs> yeah, I did. So even though we weren't outside, we were, we decided to do some redecorating. So our spare room of our flat has been a sort of really horrible bright blue. And it's kind of been like a dumping ground um, for kind of extra bits and hoovers and boxes and bits and bobs. So we thought now we've got the time, let's paint it. So we spent Saturday doing a lot of sanding. I didn't really realise there was quite so much prep work that needed to be done pre the actual <laughs> painting. But my fiancé is a bit of a DIY lover, I'll say, not expert. But yeah, there's a lot of prep with the sanding and then the polyfilling and then the sanding again. And then we were painting on Sunday. So we've got two base coats of Dulux's finest before our actual paint colour arrives on Thursday because paint... Oh my God, sorry, this is before you even paint properly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this oh is before the actual God. thing even happens because firstly paint is really hard to order now it was on a 21 day delivery period because I think lots of other people are obviously doing this but because it was such a bright color 
we had to do a couple of base coats and there's no point obviously using your expensive paint as a base coat otherwise you know it's just a complete waste of money but yeah it's a tiny tiny little room but it's amazing how much bigger it already looks so yeah it did feel quite productive it's nice to kind of come to the end of a weekend and be able to look at something and be like wow that looks really different we actually achieved quite a lot yeah you can see the fruits of your labor definitely well i had quite a fun weekend because i got a dog this weekend (laughs) (laughs) yes little little scooby joined the family on friday and he's just gorgeous he's a beagle he's eight weeks old and we've wanted to get a dog for so long but or you obviously need a bit of time off work in the first few weeks to train them and to kind of get them acclimatized and i was never really prepared to use my holidays to to get dog acclimatized my house so (laughs) this was the perfect opportunity to um, be at home with him and he's just gorgeous and lovely and sparks all night long and yeah i think it was sunday night he would bark from one till six thirty which was hideous but um last night we shut all the doors i put on my bows noise cancelling headphones and got great night's sleep so i think you have to just let them cry out until they get used to it so oh and has he developed like a personality yet or is that too early to say yeah his personality is just baby do you know what i mean he's just like a little baby it's so sweet he's just so sleepy and cute and just edible like oh he's just gorgeous i know i know he's we've had quite a few accents in the house but he is learning like we've got sit down and we've got calm so like you know he's learning instructions and yeah this is still only day five so i'm hopeful that we'll be fine so how long is it until he's allowed out i mean he's currently allowed like in the garden but he just needs his final vaccinations which are in like two weeks three weeks and then we can start walking him but only a little bit because he's so little oh sweet i know he's it's lovely gorgeous thanks and um, also <laughs> the other thing is i kind of naively didn't realize like quite how much work was involved and you have to go outside with them so much so i just think don't get a dog in winter get your dog in yeah. april march april may so that in uh, those first few months you don't freeze to death outside anyway i'll let you know how it <laughs> continues to go what has everybody been watching listening to reading becky I watched this weekend a film called Knives Out on Sky. I Daniel Craig. It. So it's got Daniel Craig, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis, he's got Christopher Plummer, Tony Collette, like the cast is incredible. And the best way to describe it is it's like Cluedo brought to a film. So it's like a real mystery whodunit in a family, sort of black comedy. It's really fun whilst being a bit of a mystery. It is brilliant. Like it's hard to put into words. It's very modernised, quite upbeat, but there is kind of a gritty undertone to it. The cast just makes it like the best thing ever. Where's it set? It's set in a really sort of creepy big house in America. And it centres around this family who obviously have a lot of money. But Daniel Craig is called out as a private investigator to kind of analyse them and find out who has done. It's really good fun. Apart from his accent is a little bit wonky but the car just makes it i can't imagine him with an american accent i was a bit like why did you not just get someone with an american accent but i'm not a big daniel craig lover so because also if you were an investigator then you could just be from anywhere he wasn't part of the family so why <laughs> well, is he not just english well exactly That's and it also has yeah it's a bit silly it's also got anna de armas oh, who's yeah. the new bond girl so that was kind of weird as well Cute. seeing them together but i really recommend it for like a saturday night movie it was it was good fun um, thanks Lou? Do you know what? <laughs> i haven't watched anything good we've watched quite a few things but I just really haven't enjoyed anything that much like oh. we watched Le Mans which I was so excited for it's got Christian Bale and Matt Damon and it's a, another sort of car racing tale of the great race of Le Mans in 66 
and you know I've been a huge fan of Drive to Survive so I thought I would really really enjoy it but I just found it a bit slow actually and then we also watched Love Wedding Repeat oh my Um, god it was so bad It's so bad. Why is it so bad? Yeah, I also tried this. I was like, okay, I'm just really up for sort of a lighthearted rom-com. You know, it's a a wedding set in Italy. Like, surely I'll love the sound of that. And it was just really shit. Yeah. A good cast. And I don't know. Is that the one with Sam Claflin? Yeah. It's this new film on Netflix with Sam Claflin and Olivia Munn and Eleanor Tomlinson. And yeah, a really good cast about a wedding in Italy told from lots of different perspectives. And the first five minutes, I thought it was quite jokes. And then it just got so boring. Yeah. I know. It looks really fun. I know. Yeah. Shame. I have to say, I loved it. No way! <laughs> Harriet, do tell. I didn't well, even finish it. I got so bored. No, so me and my sister have discovered this new thing called Netflix Party. Has anyone yes, else I've done it? Yes, I've heard about this. We haven't done it, but I've heard, my friends and I were talking about it the other day. Oh my God. No. So, so much fun. It's essentially like Zoom for Netflix, but you don't see each other. It's just like a chat bar that goes down the side of the film. So you can bring as many people as you like onto the Netflix Party. And it means that everyone is watching the film at exactly the same time no matter where you are. And then in the chat bar, in the sidebar, you can send comments to each other as the film plays. And then if you want to stop it, you can. You can press pause, other people can press play and what have you. So you're all watching in complete synchronicity. And me and my sister knew this film was going to be not the greatest script, not the greatest like <laughs> cinematography, but we just got some alcohol, Saturday night, Netflix party. And I think it's a bit like what you said about going to see Cats, Charlotte. Like you just revel in it. You just lean into it. And yeah. you're like, this is absolutely, excuse my French, batshit crazy. Like yeah. it's all over the shop. The script is nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, but we just rolled with it. And we were yeah. obviously like a couple of sheets to the wind. And it was great. I loved it. <laughs> Fun. I love that idea. I'm I do that with some girlfriends actually that's a really yeah. fun way to watch a rom-com i like that it's, yeah it's i didn't lo- even know that was a thing activity. it's not too difficult you have to download essentially like a plug-in but that makes it sound much more complicated than it actually is will um, it work on my tv like i watch netflix through the app on my tv that's a good question i haven't tried it on my tv we only tried it on our laptops but laptop was fine and then yeah you just send a link a bit like a zoom link to whoever wants to join and then you just pile in and clever amazing yeah. I watched something else that was much better on Netflix, which is Unorthodox, which is a four-part show, which has also been... I've had a lot of people talking about it over the last few weeks. It is based on the autobiography of a lady called Deborah Feldman from 2012, in which she documented her escape, is one word for it, her departure from ultra, ultra, ultra Orthodox Jewish community in Williamsburg in New York. And the sect there is a specific sect from Hungary and they are about as religious as it gets. So this unorthodox is a, is a fictional retelling of her story, how she escapes a marriage, how she escapes the family, both her family and her husband's. She flees to Berlin and it's not a spoiler to say they come after her. So it's all about her trying to kind of find her voice, find her independence. It's about why she left and it basically works as a series of flashbacks. So at the very beginning, it's her um, leaving and then you piece together 
why she left over the course of four episodes. I first of all love that it was four episodes. That's quite a kind of random, it's not a film, but it's also not like a, you know, 10 hour job. So um, it's quite bingeable and it's just brilliant. Like whatever religion you are, is kind of irrelevant because this is, you know, such an extreme version of a religion. It's just a fascinating look into these people's lives and how unbelievably extreme their lives are and the kind of the lengths that somebody will go to to fight for their freedom. And it's the fact, obviously, that it was a true story in the first place that makes it so compelling. There's also a bonus fifth episode at the end in which they go kind of behind the scenes in the making, which I wish more Netflix shows would do because often you actually have a lot of questions, don't you? And then they answered all those questions. So basically it's the first mainstream television show ever to be made in Yiddish, which for those who don't know is like the old Eastern European language of um, Ashkenazi, which is Eastern European Jews. And it's still spoken by like those people in those communities. But, you know, it's otherwise just a pretty dead language. And yeah, so they explain like how they taught the actors to speak Yiddish and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's really worth a watch. And then you get to have all your questions answered at the end, um, which made it even better. I love those behind the scenes, but do you remember on David Attenborough, they'd always do then the Uh, second part of the programme would be how they made it. And it's so fascinating. Like with the penguins, when they helped the penguins and then you actually get to see like when they helped I forgot about that. That's the best bit ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you see the kind of final take, but how long it takes to get those shots and Mm -hmm. what those cameramen have to go through and what they see and you know it's fascinating isn't it back in the day of dvds as well i used to love watching the dvd with the director's commentary like i always did that it's so interesting like stupid (laughs) films like i did it for like mean girls and whatever it's still so interesting to know like oh the you know the behind the scenes gossip or we did this for this reason or whatever i guess it's why people like show arts behind the scenes yeah so also even on um when they do the bloopers in the rolling credits i love love that that. i love that but but i love nothing more than in toy story when they do fake bloopers yes (laughs) yeah why not Exactly. (laughs) Speaking of TV shows, we wrote a feature on the 20 best series to binge watch. So we're not necessarily talking about what we're watching now. We're talking about like the series that over the past, I feel like binge watching has been a thing for like a decade. So the things that over the last decade or so you have binged and absolutely loved. So I would love your recommendations. Becky, top TV watcher. What is your number one, if you're going to binge something, TV show? So there were a couple on the piece that I have binged, but if I was going to recommend one, it has to be Mindhunter on Mm. Netflix because I just think it will... Firstly, it's about serial killers. It's very up my street. But that aside, it's actually based on the two people who coined the term serial killer. And it sounds like it would be really heavy and bleak, but everybody I've recommended it to has watched both series. There's two now, a third one is coming. Literally binged it within sort of a week because you become really invested in these two FBI men who, as I said, coined the term serial killer. They get to know these people on such an intimate level And it is just so gripping. It's a bit like Inside the Mind of Serial Killer, but there's also a really emotional level that you connect with these FBI detectives. And it's really powerful and it's got good soundtrack as well, but I can't recommend it enough if you're into sort of thriller series. Becky, where can you find it? You can find it on Netflix. Both series is on there. And I think the third series is coming this autumn. Harriet, what is your most bingeable series recommendation ever? I was thinking about the series that I've watched in like, 
two days straight back-to-back episodes and the only one that really came to mind was sex education if you haven't watched it now is definitely the time light-hearted fun nothing too serious definitely would be my pick however i haven't watched it so i can't sort of stand by it but i've had recommended to me call my agent has anyone watched that no no so it's french and it's on netflix and there are three seasons and it's basically set in a parisian pr office and it's a comedy and it's basically just about the sort of hijinks that go on in this PR office. And it came from my mum, who just said, it's just so funny. There are subtitles, which might be not what everyone wants right now. But if you're sort of missing that dose of international kind of culture or whatever, while we're all sort of marooned in in the UK, yeah, it might be worth a watch. Cool. All right, give that a try. You can talk about it next time. (laughs) Yes. These have been great modern recommendations. Mine is a bit more old school. Lou, is yours? I don't know. So there's only been two series that I have ever binge watched. One is The Sinner. I was absolutely captivated by that. It was so amazing. And I remember literally we had two days where we were locked indoors and that was all we could watch. <laughs> like we finished one episode and be like, okay, just one more. It was so amazing. So if you haven't watched that, season one and two are available on Netflix. And then the other one is Fleabag. If you kind of want something a bit more lighthearted and fun, then yeah, Fleabag was, just can't say just the best word about it. Finished. I'm gutted that there isn't a chance of a series three but all the best tv shows are the ones that call it it's like the 40 towers office yeah you're right you're right effect isn't it the ones that just make two perfect seasons and then just walk away so i haven't really binged anything kind of in my adult life like i really hate staying at home on the weekend i don't know i just don't really binge but when i was at uni i was like top binger so gray's anatomy is like the one if ever anyone asked me like what harriet you're nodding like what is the one sh- if you want something that is like ultimate binge here's 13 seasons or however many ridiculous amount of seasons <laughs> they have now they're still going i stopped after i think like season 10 maybe there's a point at which it gets a bit shit but i'd say the first seven or eight seasons of Grey's anatomy are some of and i will back this till i die are some of the best <laughs> tv you will ever watch i mean it is so dramatic you will cry so much and the reason i've got a friend actually who in isolation has gone back to watching it again i mean i could never put myself through it again it is way too emotional but it is just the best show about relationships and people and it's funny too it's just brilliant i cannot recommend it enough it's so good harriet were you also a fan Mm. i I was a massive fan i think the first three seasons are some of the best television like that have been made in the last 10 years i honestly think and i'm so sad that they mess up in my opinion the george izzy characters which are some of the originals Mm -hmm. and they really in season three they took it down a really stupid path that didn't pan out and Mm -hmm. lo and behold shortly after those characters didn't last very long i can't remember what happens but denny when i think of izzy i just think of denny yeah that's season oh, two oh, oh sucker what? punch i've yeah. never actually watched Grey's anatomy i think i've oh, maybe watched like no. one it's... that was randomly on on channel four once for a time but that's definitely something i'd like to go back to honestly so what, how would i watch that um, um, it's all available on prime lou i think you should give it a go it's so like, yeah the hospital is almost secondary like it's all about totally. relationships and yeah they're just the most incredible characters oh my god you will just fall so hard for these people yeah it sounds right up my street so that's definitely yeah. something yeah I'm it's gonna, so good i'm gonna indulge in the other tv show in that kind of like american drama 
category is One Tree Hill, which again, oh, not the most high yes. Oh, but the best. Again, so much drama, so many great, juicy relationships. And yeah, if you never watch One Tree Hill, that's also on Prime. Then yeah. definitely make that your kind. You, you'll just feel like a teenager again. It's the best. I've got to say though, I'm not sure at the time I absolutely loved it, but I'm not sure now as an adult, I would enjoy it quite so much. I don't I know whether it, sometimes when you go back to something that you used to think was amazing, you're like, oh God, what was I thinking? I don't know. No, it's such a good point. I totally agree. When I was growing up, my favourite show, without doubt, was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <I> know, funny. <laughs> Buffy, but it's no surprise that Buffy dated, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, I was like, lockdown, this is what I'm going to go back to. I have to say, <laughs> from an aesthetic point of view, it's so worth a rewatch. The really? outfits, the mm. hair, like... Oh, it's just so 90s and I love it. I was honestly, I was on ASOS like looking for a mini backpack because <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar just looks so cute all the time. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, love it. But yeah, the rest of it, the dialogue is, holds up pretty well, but actually it's things like the special effects and stuff, which now yeah. obviously looks so, <laughs> so dated. Yeah, perhaps it comes down to um, the special effects ruining things. But I, I've talked about this in the podcast before. I've gone back to Gossip Girl so many times because um, oh. that was also my, like one of my absolute favourites and it just holds up so well. It's obviously a load of crap but it's just so enjoyable yeah it's the same with the OC isn't it yeah exactly exactly okay well have a look at the feature on the site for more recommendations whether you're looking for something vintage from the 90s or something a little bit more modern let's move on and talk about baking we wrote a food maths feature on mini eggs which is basically the dream with lots of different recipes including everybody's favourite Easter treats. They included mini egg blondie tray bake and Easter knickerbocker glories. Mm-mm. So I want to know, have you been baking and what have you baked? Harriet? The answer is, is a big fat no, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think I'm about the only person who has yet to make a banana bread. I can't believe um, you haven't made a banana bread. Yeah, I can't no. believe. Even I've made a banana <laughs> yeah, bread. Yeah, me I too. I not bake. I mean, I do think I'm quite an enthusiastic cook. Tor and I are always talking about what we're making for dinner when we're usually in the office. But in terms of baking, I, I have to say I rarely bake under normal circumstances. So it would be a bit odd. And also, on top of that, my supermarkets are awful. Like the supplies are just still still really bad. So it would be quite stressful, I think, mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been pretty hard to track down flour, eggs and sugar for, for a lot of people, hasn't it? Mm. I agree with you. I definitely do not bake in my normal life. But I actually then have sort of seen this as an opportunity. Well, it's just a way to kill some time, isn't it? If mm. you've got the stuff in your house. Lou, have you been baking? Yeah, so I made a banana bread right at the beginning and I'm not gonna lie it was so shit like (laughs) maybe I followed the the wrong recipe but I basically cooked it for ages and the middle was still so wet Mm. and then I kind of kept testing it and kind of sticking my fork in the middle to see if it was still wet anyway got to a point where I was like this is completely ridiculous like the top of it had got so dark and burnt I thought the inside must be all right and then it was like basically still runny and I was so disappointed because I backed myself as actually quite a good baker so yeah that kind of really put me on mm. bad set and then all I saw on my Instagram was other people having fantastic banana bread <laughs> so I was bitterly mm. disappointed but we also made some flapjacks which were much easier Ooh, and nice what you really really delicious I mean it's basically all the goodies butter sugar golden syrup 
oats and raisins. It's literally oh, so, yum. so simple. And if you've got 15 minutes and you want to have a nice cup of tea with something fresh, then it's really, really quick and easy to make. So, but yeah, very Delish. indulgent and did it. I didn't know why. Flapjacks, I think, often you think are going to be healthy. Healthy. Absolutely not. <laughs> I know. I know. I, mean, I don't that, know why. That is such a good point, though, isn't it? It's like the other reason I think I haven't done it is because I'm obviously isolating on my own. So I, I'm going to have to eat all of this stuff myself because I can't yeah. even dream. I, I can't even. <laughs> it might I be a dream. I, I keep thinking about making a cake and then I'm like but who the hell? I'm just gonna end up eating an entire <laughs> cake so do um, I need to do that and normally uh, if, if I made something I'd maybe have like one or two and then I would either bring it into work or exactly. take it to my parents or something but that's not gonna happen so yeah, I, it just feels a bit wasteful yeah and a bit but you can still like have it as like your afternoon treat you know stops you from going to the, sh- the shop to buy snacks and indulgent bits like that so Mm. another way to use what you have in the house isn't it becky have you been baking yeah so i obviously also made banana bread with chocolate chips just if you're wondering if i snazzed it up but i was the same lou it took forever i would say 50 minutes to cook mine was it bread yeah marginally but it tasted good but the Mm. thing I do like about banana bread is you can use it for breakfast as well it's got a lot of benefits Mm -hmm. and then we're also going to make bread this week because we finally managed to get some flour I'm actually really excited about it because well I think fresh bread butter jam is like is there anything better than that have you made it before so no so my brother's with us at the moment and he has made it before he's going to make it and I'm going to sort of be sous chef if you like and learn but I'm excited and what kind of bread? White domed loaf, you know, like those round ones. He's got like all the Paul Hollywood recipes, so I'm so ready for it. And will you be using Lush. the bread maker or will you be doing it by hand? By hand. Lovely. Next time you're on the podcast, give us your tips. I'll give you went. an update. I'll, I'll let you. I'll send some pics as well. How <laughs> long does it take? To, isn't it like a 24-hour process? Yeah, you have to like knead the dough and we leave it in the conservatory for like 24 hours. Ooh, why the And then you come back to it because it's, it's warm. warm. Mm. Mm. You know, you have they have the, those proofing trays on Bake Off. Oh, yes, they do. Yes. Yeah. Watch and Got learn. It. Okay. <laughs> Leo, I'm surprised you haven't made bread. You love bread. I know, but we've been really lucky with our bread deliveries. So it's been non-negotiable that we aren't having fresh bread in the house. So we have been getting a weekly Gales delivery of multiple loaves, baguettes, croissants. Yeah, it's been the real highlight. And then also on Friday, we had a delivery from the Bagel Guys and Ooh. they're based in North East London. But I messaged them and they basically said if they had enough requests for deliveries within our postcode, they would come south. So I got an, an amazing email and they were like, yep, yeah, we've had enough. We're coming yeah. away next we're coming. Friday. <laughs> yeah. So we had six poppy seed and six plain bagels on Friday oh. and they were mm. sourdough bagels. Oh my God. They Yum. couldn't have been more chewy and delicious. Ooh, yummy. Oh, Yum. I know. I'm so, very yeah. lucky that my local deli is still up and running and producing the best bagels and that is pretty much getting us through at this point. Yum. It's funny, isn't it? How times change. I was looking out my window this morning and two people walked past me with like takeaway coffees and I was like where did you get this oh my god that happened to me this weekend I was walking down the high street I was like somewhere's open somewhere's yeah. open there are some plastic cups <laughs> exactly cue me like looking on google like coffee in Wandsworth I'm just like yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. absolutely jonesing for a takeaway coffee <laughs> I made cookies last week from a recipe there are a couple of women that I follow on Instagram who I always look at their food and their baking in particular I think god that looks insane but obviously I never ever do it so they 
there's a lady called Half Baked Harvest. That's her Instagram <laughs> name. She's one of those like American bakers who puts like everything in their cookies. So these cookies, the original recipe was like pretzels, salted caramel, cookie dough, crumble cake or something. I don't know, whatever, something like that. Anyway, so I kind of took her base recipe and, and made them and they were so easy and so delicious. I just used what I had in the house. So I used her base and then crushed up chocolate buttons and put them in there. And oh, the cookies yum. were really good, but I forgot how insane cookie dough is. And actually yeah. the fun that I had with the bowl and the spoon was much greater than the fun I had with the warm <laughs> actually to be fair, the warm cookies at the end were really good. God, I actually might make some today. I'm just thinking about Yeah, you're making me want to make it. I'm like drooling. But yeah, guys, cookie dough. Make yourself some cookie dough because then it doesn't even matter what it comes out in the oven. Like <gasps> and it's just so good. There's a catering company that I follow on Instagram and they're doing deliveries and they were doing there was one that went out on the weekend, which was just a block of cookie dough with a caption, oh. how do you take your cookie dough? It was oh, just like, oh my God, yum. Oh. And Lottie in our office has been making cookies and she put her recipe up the other day and I have to make them because they were like those puffy cake ones that oh. you get from like, you know, shop. So I've got to try and get that recipe. Yeah. And- Lottie actually has a baking Instagram account, doesn't she? And we will link it in the notes below. But uh, she's the most amazing baker. She's made, was it the blondies that she bought? Oh, she time? made blondies. Oh, she makes some really delicious stuff, doesn't she? Yeah, she really knows what she's doing. She's definitely worth a follow. Um, so we will link her account. All right, well, obviously for more baking tips, then have a look at the site. Speaking of ways to keep yourself entertained, we wrote a feature on the best board games to play with your friends and family. This included things that are great for the kids. Um, There are some really quirky things in here, which I had never heard of, but that sound so fun. Quizzes from TV and film and also some good old classics in there. So I want to know what are your favourite board games? Harriet. So the reason that you say it's a bit quirky is we kind of wanted to put stuff in there that maybe people haven't heard of. We do have a tiny section on classics, but they're kind of like updated versions on classics, some of them. But honestly, one of my favourites has to be Double. It's so embarrassing. I'm obsessed with Double. I'm going to say... I don't think that should be in the children's category. <laughs> I know. Well, this, is, this is what I was going to say, because it's honestly designed for ages like three and up, which is so embarrassing and why it's in the children's section. But honestly, you have never seen my family at Christmas. Double is the number one thing we do. And you've, <laughs> you've never seen like four or five adults get more competitive than when we're playing Double. It's I've absolutely ridiculous. It. Yeah, I've never heard of it either. So what is Double? How does it work? How do you play? Okay, it's kind of like a slightly more sophisticated version of Snap, which okay. Lou really? will know. I didn't know it could get more sophisticated than Snap. No, you've, you've summarised it perfectly. Yeah, it really is. So it comes with these round cards that are like discs. And on every card, there's about seven or eight images. And they're all sort of blown up to different sizes. And all that happens is that one person puts down a card and you look at your own card and you have to find a matching image and shout out the name of the image. So you look at this card that's in front of you on the table. And if your card has a matching bird or giraffe, whatever it is, you just shout the name and put the card down. But because everything is blown up to different sizes, it's like your eye is not trained to see the matching image. It actually requires quite a lot of concentration and focus to find the matching <laughs> image. But obviously, it's just like snaps. So whoever gets there first wins. And, and the aim of the game is to get rid of all your cards first. Yeah. I guess it's in the for kids section because you probably can play if you're a child. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. it, it's one of those like good games, a quick game. And it's also like yeah. quite easy. Like there's not a huge amount of rules or whatever. So, you know, if you're uh, just you know in a group and looking for something to kind of play quick, 
quickly, then it's a good one for that. And it comes in like a tiny little box. So it's, you know, very portable. You can take it away on holiday with you or if you go camping or something like that so it's a good one they've come out with different themes so there's obviously a classic one but they've started like a harry potter one and things like that and i'm, I'm sure the possibilities will be endless they'll develop more and more versions so um so yeah love that I love it. and oh it's super cheap as well 13 quid which yeah. keep the kids entertained harriet any other recommendations from your list definitely i know that some people say that they don't understand or enjoy cards against humanity point this is in the strictly adults only section but i think the key to cards against humanity is to try and play with the most inappropriate people so if you play with people who have like a dirty mind or a bit vulgar most of the time it sort of becomes a bit redundant I love playing it with my parents' friends because to see them squirm, (laughs) like New Year's Eve is when we always play Cards Against Humanity, when all of my parents' friends are around. And to see them have to like read these really disgusting cards when you've got alcohol in the mix as well. Okay. So funny. Anything else? Yeah, the other one, it's an oldie but a goodie, is Uno Extreme. If anyone likes Uno, the extreme version is so much fun. Obviously, everybody loves Uno, but I haven't heard of Uno Extreme. So obviously, in the normal Uno version, you have to pick up some cards, depending on the circumstances. In the extreme version, the little sort of card generator machine, you have to press the button So in normal Uno, you would just pick up one or two cards, however many you needed. In the extreme version, the generator fires cards at you. So you you can end up with like 50 more cards. And obviously it sets you much further back in the game. So no one one ever wants to press the button, but it it makes it that much more fun. So yeah, I love it. Love that. Really fun. Becky, are you a board game person? I am such a board game person. Basically, we have this game called Seen It... And you can get different versions. We've got Seen It Music and it's a DVD board game. So you put the DVD in and it gives you loads of music and you basically have to guess the intros. You have to guess what song it is. And it is so much fun. And I don't like to brag, but it's like my favourite game because I somehow am just, I get the lyrics really quick. So that is where my competitive streak <laughs> comes in. Just very good at it. It's just because I'm <laughs> great. But they also do like Seen It Harry Potter. So you have to guess like certain things they give you clips and you have to guess it in a time limit and they also do seen it movies as well so there's they're brilliant they are really good games in a group and another one less of a board game but it's a card game called who in the room and you basically read them out and you have to all simultaneously point to the person you think is most like what it says on the card oh i see it's like that tiktok where couples have their eyes shut and they have to point at who the statement most applies to exactly it's kind of dodgy if you you don't want to be offended but you've also just got to go for it it's good fun fun nice for like a big group of girlfriends or something. yeah big group of friends definitely Lou I feel like you're probably a board game person yeah I love a board game although I was a little bit upset to find my favorite not on the list actually oh, Harriet what, what was um, <laughs> so our favorite in our family is called Taboo I just think it's a really easy light-hearted like everyone can kind of get involved and if you don't know the premises you've got a stack of cards and there's a keyword at the top and then there's a couple of words underneath it which kind of relate to that word and you need to try and explain what the top word says to your team without using the words underneath it so yeah that's one of my favorites another one I got recently is a game called Catan don't know if anyone's played that before oh no 
Oh, it's tricky. It's kind of a little bit like Risk, if anyone's played that oh, again. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. It's sort of not like a sort of a fun, energetic game. It's kind of a lot more intense. So if you're looking for something a little bit more serious, then Catan is a very good one. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I can't be the only person who has been doing many a quiz over Zoom. I feel like my life is kind of quiz quizzes at the moment. I think it works quite well, isn't it? Because it's quite hard to have a Zoom chat with loads of people. But then a quiz obviously kind of gives it some structure. I'm guessing that's why they've been quite yeah. so popular. It's quiz number two of the week today. It's only Tuesday, isn't it? And <laughs> we are hosting. So we've got a group that we do a quiz with every Tuesday night. And the way it works is that whoever wins the quiz then hosts the following one. So I did a different quiz this weekend where everybody presented a different round. Whereas this one, it's all on the hosts. Um, which is quite fun. So as I say, we're hosting tonight and we've tried to be really creative with our different rounds. So the last few weeks, they've been really fun, but they've been quite like general knowledge So we've put a scavenger hunt in there. So people have like two minutes to go and find multiple different things from around their house. So I think I put like something from the 90s, something ugly, something sexy, something else. I can't the other thing was. Um, cool. From around their house. Yeah, which is quite fun. And yeah, loads of other, I put GCSE maths in there, which is like my worst nightmare. And then I stole around from a different group that I did a quiz with this weekend, which was guess the missing words in Donald Trump's tweets, which was really jokes. It had like, obviously, I'm sure you can guess what happened, but it had <laughs> words from uh, Donald Trump's tweets uh, blacked out and you have to fill in the gaps. And it's just so clever because on Zoom, you can do the like screen takeover. So you can put PowerPoint presentations together for quizzes and then take over everybody's screen to show them. So it works really well. That wasn't a ball game. That was a total cop out. The reason I said all of that is because I don't really play ball games. But <laughs> for people who are looking for alternative ways to entertain themselves yeah over the next few weeks and also it's, it's great. if you are with your family and there's only one or two of you in your home then a board game is not the most fun with two people so yeah, exactly. a quiz I think is a nice way of being able to do a game with a couple of other people um, but I love the idea of a scavenger hunt I was thinking Harriet maybe this is one for you that we should definitely do a feature on Sherlock's about fun cool ways to pimp up your quiz night because a lot of people are doing them right now and things like a scavenger yeah. hunt are, are pretty jokes anyway for more board game recommendations then have a look at the feature on before we go Becky I just want to ask you because two weeks ago on the podcast you said you had ordered a soap brow and I saw on your Instagram that you have now used your soap brow so can you give a little update how was it what does it do is it great it was on beauty spot yesterday which is saved to sheer Lux Instagram if you want to have a look mm-hmm. it is amazing it took me a little bit of time to master because you are meant to order a spray with it because the idea is you wet the soap so right. that then you can scoop up the formula but I actually just used another face mist it does the same thing and you just spritz it into the soap and then you use your spoolie to get like quite a nice chunk of it and then you just brush it through your brows and the reason it's so effective is because that particular soap brows is formulated to work with eyebrows and it sets right. them in place for hours honestly it's incredible love that okay so where can we order it you can order it on beauty bay there might be a slight delay at the moment but it yeah, still sure. comes within about four days and yeah it's just you don't even need product with it they look really groomed and fresh mm, fab i need that i'm gonna order one thanks yeah i think you'll love it cool thanks becky and thanks obviously to lou and harriet as well that's all we've got time for today uh, but if you have any feedback at all please do email podcast at sheerlights.com we love hearing from you also don't forget to rate review subscribe and tell your friends Bye bye